Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the No Bullshit Guide to Life with me, Bangs in London. And me, Lamara, live and direct from New York. Yeah, yeah. What's, up? What's going on, people? What's hey. Hey. hey, how you doing, Banks? I'm how you feeling? Quite fabulous. How about you? As well, as per. I'm all right. I'm good, you know. I'm really good. I'm saying it with a smile on my face. It's been uh, a good week, um, yes. which is always a grand thing. Yeah, and I am currently stretched out on the sofa, loving life and a little bit of sunshine that's coming my way. Beautiful. Why not? Yeah, yeah, it's all right. It's all right over here. This side of the pond, um, we're surviving. We're surviving. Word. Beautiful. Um. <laughs> so yeah, shall we dive straight into? Uh... I mean, let's let's just get to the crux of it. You know, everyone knows still by now. Uh, we call bullshit. We call good shit. We have a good chin wag. We yeah. end on some words to live by, and we ask that you come back next week and listen again. So, no long thing. Let's do it now. <laughs> I feel like we actually should just end the podcast right there, actually. That's like, done. So That's it works, done. and peace out, goodbye. No. Yeah. Okay, cool. Let's get into it. So, what? Are you, oh, you're not calling bullshit on anything, are you? you well, yeah, I said this to you. So, like, it's been a good week, and rather than walk around looking for something to pick a fight with or cynicism or be utterly pessimistic... I don't actually have anything to call bullshit on this week, Bangs. That's a beautiful um, thing. That's a really yeah, beautiful thing. This, you know, is, this is what we should all be aiming for in life, to not have anything to call bullshit on. Is the ultimate exactly. life goal. It, exactly. You know, the, um, it, was, it was a good... Today was a good day. Old school West Coast rap lyric right there for y'all. And it was a good week. Wow. So I have nothing to call bullshit on. Next week, though... You know someone's always going to come and fuck up your day. So <laughs> I'll save it for next week. But I kind of think you have something to call bullshit on. Girl, let so me tell you a little something about what I want to call bullshit on today. Let me just, let's talk about people who don't give up their seats for elderly or pregnant <gasps> people on the train. Oh, Bangs, there's a special place in hell reserved for those people. Who are these people? Where Who are they... their parents? Who are their parents? Where were they raised? Who are their parents? Well, I, I have questions because th- this week I've seen, and listen, these were all incidents in which I didn't have no seat to give up, right? So I'm standing. Right. But why am I seeing people standing next to me on crutches and there's people clearly in the seat that's designated for elderly, pregnant, disabled people just sitting there chilling with your Kindle, with your book, just listen, scrolling through your iPhone. Oblivious. Stop it. Stop it. Be a good human. It's two minutes of your life. I could give a fuck if you're tired, quite frankly. There's a man on crutches next to me. There's an old woman. When you're not doing it for elderly people, I just, you're not, I can't fuck with I'll you wave, as a person. I wave my finger at you. I, um, I totally agree. That's a pet peeve of mine. I always feel like, well, this is really bad, actually. No, it's not. One time I was on the train. If I, if I haven't got a seat to give, 
Like, I am going to give you the eye, the look in the eye, like, bruh. Oh, I've blatantly told bruh. people to stand up before. Bruh. I've blatantly so been like, someone... really, are we doing this? Do, do you I not said see? I someone before, like, I gave him the head nod, like, my man, you don't see those two elderly people standing next Come to me? On. Attitude. And I was like, bruh. Mm. What had then happened was resulted on the guy getting off the train, maybe trying to start arms out, and I was like, doors, please close. But anyway, that's a whole other story. But I just feel like... Do you really need to sit down right now? Yeah. Like, where, where, fuck it, where have our, our, our moral compass of society gone if you can't give up your seat for elderly people or pregnant people or people who need it more than you? I that just, really upsets me, actually. That's it, a great thing to call bullshit. Really like, stand the me. fuck up. Just be a good human, you know? It's like a few, I don't care if you're on that train journey for half an hour. At some point, another seat's gonna come available if you're that freaking desperate to sit down. But not for nothing. Everybody in our society could be stand, could be and should be standing up more, just not for nothing. Like we're all freaking lazy. Well, not necessarily me, but a lot of people. Present completely excluded. Generally speaking, we have um, a massive problem with people being sedentary in this country. You hmm. really need to stand your ass up. Like in all seriousness, just stand up. It's going to do you a lot of favors. But you know, if you're that desperate, and if you're if your train journey's half an hour, forty minutes, whatever it is. Just stand up. You can afford to stand up for at least a portion of it. Stand, so you can, can stand up, but you should also be a bit more observant. Yes. And I think that's that's the thing. It's when you know and you've visibly seen someone more in need of that chair than you and you choose oh. not to do anything, I call bullshit on that. That's I mean, wrong. Yes. You know, because I always, you know, like, I like to think, if that was my nan, would someone give her a seat? This is what I'm, this is what I always you know, think to myself. Like, that's someone else's grandmother. Absolutely. That's someone else's grandfather. You want someone like, treating your family like that. If you not, wouldn't want that, then you've got to act sure. accordingly. I yes. offered to give my seat up for a woman this week who I think it possibly turns out was maybe just a little overweight slash possibly bloated and not pregnant. But, you know, I offered anyway because I thought there was a possibility that she may be carrying, you know the next Kanye, who knows, you know, you just, <laughs> these things are going to come back to me in life. And you know, you give out the good, you get it back. But exactly. you know, I'm aware of my surroundings to the point where it's like, Oh, I don't know if I just offended this chick because maybe she's not pregnant, but I kind of thought she was. So I'm going to offer anyway, regardless. But listen, you will never catch me. If I see some dude with crutches standing up next to me, you're not going to catch me oh. sitting down that just come on, be observant and be a good human already. Exactly. Yep. Amen to that. Yeah. You're going to call but good shit. I got good shit and Yay! it kind of relates. Like, my, I call good shit this week, yeah, on random acts of kindness. Oh. And it was people, it was before we even had this conversation of what Bangs' bullshit would be. But it's little things like that, just being more observant and doing possibly to others as you'd like done to yourself, um, making someone smile in whatever way you can, being more of a good human by little bits that spark joy in other people's day apart from your own because you, it's not like you selfishly do things to get something back as much as the universe works that you know that goodness might come back to you but by implanting that in someone else's life you've actually made their day better rather than your own like I think what I take from it is just to be a little bit self selfless and be more observant so my thing is just like little random acts of kindness um in, in whichever way you want to do that, 
make sure you're making a conscientious effort to like put a bit of joy in someone else's day because it matters and that person will remember it and it's just it helps like I've noticed in since since living here like New York like New York I say New York is a different beast to London right and it's always going to be societal problems and whatnot and people going around having a having a good or a bad day but there's there's a space and there's an ejection of 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 goodwill here that needs to go a little bit further that I've seen um and by that I mean just being more observant of who's around you and who needs a helping hand do you know what I mean Mm. so uh my my good shit is for continued random acts of kindness in whichever way uh you want to spread that it's not all about you I love that I had actually I have an example from yesterday I was on the tube and um I got off the tube and some lady came up to me, tapped me on the shoulder and she said, oh, excuse me, your bag's open. Yeah, she was like, just so you know. Like, just right? that. Like, right? thank you, random lady. You right? stopped somebody from you mugging me. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Or some you know shit I mean? falling out my bag. Or like, yeah. You know, same thing, you know. <laughs> funny. It's just a nice thing to do. It's such a little thing, but I was really appreciative, you know. Like, smallest thing yeah. can make the biggest difference in someone's day. So, I, yeah, yeah, I feel you on that. Yeah. yeah. But what do you call good shit on them bangs? Oh, man. So I call good shit. On, okay, this is a bit. It's a bit broad and wide ranging. But I call, go with it. Go with the flow. I call good shit on just creativity. Mm. Because um, a couple of days ago, I went to see The Lion King oh. on the West End. We had a proper Stop. fancy night out. Like we just went to the theatre. We had a nice dinner and that. We were proper fancy. Um, and. <laughs> You know, I'm just a simple northerner at heart. Well, you're, you're, um, you're doing the accent because it was with your amazing parents as well, who probably just evoke and bring you back to all the Leeds goodness who, in you. Who, incidentally, neither of whom are from Yorkshire and both, neither of whom have that accent. So I'm just, I don't know, really, neither do I. So I don't know what I'm doing. But anyway, shout out to Yorkshire. Love you. Um, however, yeah, my parents were down and we went to see The Lion King. And we were super lucky that we got offered a backstage tour after The Lion King, which... Man, I don't know if they generally offer that to people, but if you ever get the chance to do it, you should do it. Because as stunning as the show is when you just sit in the audience and watch it, when you get to go backstage and see how this thing comes together, it like mind actually blown, you know? Just kind of stand in the wings of the, the stage and see like all the costumes and the way everything works. And also I can't, Listen, I could, this could be a whole show in and of itself, right? This could be a whole podcast episode, just me raving about how incredible just the costumes are and the mm. level of detail, like the guy who was giving us the tour. There's levels of detail within those costumes that you would never even, you would know, never even know as an audience member, but the, the costume designer just put them in there so that the person wearing the costume has a better mm-hmm. sense of who that character is going to be. You know what I mean? Like the, oh. the shit is so deep. Um, but I kind of came out of it and was like, it's one thing to kind of, to be a creative person and, and however that manifests itself is wonderful in whatever way it is. But I just think with that show in particular, the, how must it feel to have that in your head and then mm-hmm. be able to like bring it to life. And the, the number of people that it takes to make that possible, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, there's a cast of over 150 people in that show and just there's so many moving parts to it, both literally and figuratively, but I was just blown away and just kind of felt very like, obviously I don't have anything to do with the show, but I just, it made me feel even more kind of, 
grateful to be a creative person. Not that I could ever mm. dream of creating something as incredible as that in my life, but you know, hopefully we live in hope, but, um, but you know what I mean? I just kind of like how lucky you are to kind of be yeah. able to just kind of watch it and see that come to life. And, you know, I just feel really lucky to be, you know, surrounded by people who are creative and be able to witness. Who are really makers, who are doers, who makers are thinkers, and doers, who thinkers, are just like, dreamers again, and doers. In, yeah, dreamers, believers. Yeah, all of that. All round badasses. And I think yeah. that's, that's a beautiful thing, actually, because when there's something I... There's something about an idea, right? And then the whole creative process. But there's what I like observing is when it becomes tangible, when it comes to fruition. So knowing that the art of seeing that as maybe a sketch. Oh my God. I was, uh, yeah. Continue on. But yeah, I was just, (laughs) one of of my mates is a footwear designer. And just looking or remembering like his sketchbooks or seeing him at work just then seeing him in meetings talk about it and then through the final product it's like wow and there's a lot tied into you know shit take me back to university days thinking about the semiotics of objects right and like things have inherent meanings and you imbue them with a sense of yourself and personality and and whatnot so it all ladders up to being something more but there's something so beautiful in knowing that that was just like well how should we design this costume? And then I'm going to add the little detail to actually be there on stage. Take um, People should take tremendous pride in that. It's a skill I don't have. It's incredible. Um, I can't even draw stick people on the best of days. Me neither. But literally. Yeah, there's that. that's beautiful. That's beautiful to know. And then shout out like the Lion King. <gasps> I have like clutched my chest and put my hand over my mouth to like cry silently and weep when a freaky mourns. If you haven't seen that on Broadway, like, do it. Listen, do... let me tell you, Circle of Life is the opening oh, number. And don't even get me started. Quite frankly. Don't even get me started. They could have dropped Stop. the curtain at the end of that number Stop. and been like, and scene, we're done, thank you, and good night. Like, I got I my entire life. I got my entire life through that. Walking through the aisles, the, the wooden cut-out animals. The elephant. The Hello, falsetto. can we talk oh about the God, elephant that, that comes elephant, in? My G. Like, the falsetto of the choir. Too much. It's just, <sighs> it's too much. I couldn't handle it. I was like, okay, I've got my life. I'm good. I could have actually just left after Circle of Life and been like, yeah, like, I've snatched it. by the Lion King people. Note that. But if mm. you ever have a chance to see it, oh. or just go to like a Broadway show, trust, them it. things are live. Just do it, you know? But yeah, that was like, I just, yeah. Good shit is creative people. Because yes. we make the world go around, let that be known. Yes. All this shit we hear about bankers and how they're all screwing us all over. But it's, right. you know, creatives are making shit happen done there we go that yep. was my little yeah yeah <laughs> yay good shit um right should we get into it let's dive in this is, this is a good one okay. this is a good one um so this week we're going to talk about peer pressure right yes, and sure. this i wanted to talk about this because this week um i'm kind of randomly scrolling through twitter and i saw somebody retweet a girl um who said nobody should ever make you feel bad for going to work out instead of going out drinking. Hmm. Um, I may be paraphrasing there, but that was the gist of the tweet. Um, to which I was like, yeah, right on, sister. Obviously, no, no one should make you feel bad for that. And then I was like, second of all, who the hell are these people? Who is that person? <laughs> who, who is that person who's making you feel shit for making a good life choice, for doing a, not even a good life choice, a healthy life choice that's mm-hmm. actually going to be way more beneficial for you than going out drinking. But I digress. 
I just think, A, I don't want to be that person who's ever being shitty to someone and trying to pressure them into doing or not doing something. Unless there's someone who's like, man, I really need to go smoke some crack right now. I might be like, hey, buddy, <laughs> you might, you might want to rethink that. Uh, you life know? interjection. I'm, you know what I mean? In that case, if it's like something extremely detrimental, you may want to pile on a whole ton of peer pressure in that case. But just regular life shit. Someone's, if you've got a work colleague who at the end of the day is like, all right, peace out people, I'm going to the gym. And you're the asshole who's like, uh, wanker, come to the pub. You need to really check your life and your priorities and everything about your existence because that's a super douche move. It's people that just make you guilty for shit they have no right to make you guilty about. Yeah. What is you your know, problem? Like, what is your problem you? if someone goes What's to the gym? What's your problem? And we've had said, you know, that probably says more about that person right. than it has anything to do with your actions or the decision you're making. It's interesting, like, so I, I, I don't drink. Me neither. Bar my birthday month, right? I do not drink. I First may... of all, let me just, okay, sidebar. There's no birthday month, right? You get a birthday. Enough no, with that. Wait, I can't deal with that so shit. It's funny because actually... I defended the fact that there shouldn't be such a thing as a birthday month there at work. Shouldn't. And everyone was like, later, when you get older, that's what you need. I was like, it's your week and nothing else. However, the point stands. Yeah, I continue on. I in October, right? Um, and then possibly any other life-affirming moment that involves the newborn birth of a child in my family or whatnot. But I've made a conscious decision like to not drink. It's really funny when people know that about you, how much they're willing to prod and push you. Listen. And prod and push you. Once Don't again. That I, if, like, if I then want to do it, that's on me. But it's not because you've hammered over this point that that's what I should be doing, trying to lord it over me and make me feel bad about the decision that I've made for myself. That shit is for the playground. This is the thing about peer pressure and it's what we had discussed, right? You think it's relegated to when you're like pre-teens like definitely doesn't go into your adulthood adulthood sorry this juvenile type of shit like why are we still operating on that why are we making people feel bad and forcing them to do things that they really don't want to do just to keep up with the good crowd fuck that completely however however one thing i will say is that it's a two-sided thing right so obviously you don't want to be the asshole who's doing the pressure in but also Listen, once you're in your mid-twenties, you don't get a pass for being the person who's like, oh, but they made me do it. No, they didn't. Oh, you have your own true. mind. You, you know what I mean? Like, I, I can take that from high school students. I can maybe even take it a little bit when you're in uni. I get it. There's still that pressure to kind of fit in and you're trying to find yourself and blah, 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 blah. But I'm not saying by mid-twenties you need to have your whole life figured out, but you should at least have enough balls to stand in your own decisions right. and be firm in that. And if if and no, if something's right for you or it isn't, you if know. You, if you find it hard to make decisions, though, I get it, you know. But you're right. There's something extremely affirming to know, like a no is a no, mm. a no is a no, and this is why because it doesn't apply to me. And I think that's where you know maturity comes in a lot of it, right? How much are you checking for yourself and knowing? Do you know what, like Lamara, like this thing isn't for you. And you can probably apply that to many situations in your life. Like I remember being uh, the, the teenager behind the bike shed, the cigarette went round. No, happy to say I've never had a cigarette in my life. Like that, I just know that's not for me. I don't even want to try it. Like, 
and your friends egg you on and whatnot. As you get older, though, I think your your judgment should become a bit clearer. You know, you re- you start to reach levels of maturities where you set your stance and your ground of what you believe in. And you see that, like I said, you see that in a lot of different things in your life. Like, what's my stance on, as we talked about, women's rights? Mm. What's my stance on this? What's my stance on that? Like, if you're not willing to to be moved on that and be quite vocal about that, don't budge when it comes to you, fam. Mm. You know, don't budge when it comes comes to you. Like, yeah. And the more you're able to stand in your own decisions, no matter what that decision is, um, the more people get that and they're not going to push you on it. So, you know, the example that you were just giving before, like I'm a non-drinker as well. Always have been. Never, I've never been drunk in my life. It's just never been a thing for me. I've never had a drink. I'm, I'm not interested in doing it. So that has not stopped people from spiking my drinks, from, mm. from buying me drinks, putting shots in front of me. I, well, what do you want to drink? Nothing, I'm cool, thanks. Oh, I'm going to get you one anyway. Cool, you want to waste your money? Go ahead. That drink's going to sit in front of me and do nothing. And how freaking rude. Like, I, I could do a whole thing about not drinking, in which actually we may actually need to do that because it's a big <laughs> issue that I have a lot of things to say on. Yeah, but we can People do that. who know me, listen, there is, I'm 35 years old. You are not going to sway me at this point in my life. Do you understand how many times I've had this conversation with people? Mm. You're not going to be the one to break me like, and make me crack and think, oh, yes, actually, I do need to drink. No, I don't. It's a life choice I've made. You're not going to be the one to break me down. And a lot of people, actually, this is the fucked up thing about it. A lot of people want to be that person to see if they can break you. Right. Which is like, what kind of mentality is this? In, very interesting. Very interesting. And, you know, you can play, you can play games like that. I think... What what's also coming out here is the respect that person has for you. Mm. And like people be like, oh, respect, what a grandiose word in a situation like this. But it kind of does play into that. Like, like I said before, like no kind of means no. And if if you're gonna spike my drink, if you're gonna put that underneath my nose, if you're gonna no, Lamara, like you blatantly want to drink, do you do you respect this decision I've made? Clearly not. I think it then becomes a bit of a game for the, the other person who's just trying to, to break your willpower. Like, Well, I think it's partly that, but it's partly, I, to me, more than anything, it highlights their own insecurities, that they're not able, they're not comfortable and confident in their own life choices. They th- For them, it's actually quite threatening when they meet someone who, actually, I'm all right with not drinking. I'm cool with it. Like, I can be in a social situation and not do it. If they're not able to do that, it's really threatening for them. It makes them super uncomfortable. Like, and it highlights a bunch of shit. It makes them so paranoid and like insecure about their own shit. And that... it makes them also reevaluate, like, do I need to go out and get turned the fuck up to appreciate what moment we're in? Like, classic example. I don't even think they think that, to be honest. I don't think it even... People who do that kind of peer pressure, I don't think they even take it to that level of like, do I need, maybe I shouldn't drink. Nah, it's never that. It's like, I want to bring everyone else down with me. I'm going to get turned. Everyone else needs to get turned. Everyone has to be on my level. I don't think I it's think, a... I think I've, I've seen it though. Like, particularly when I've gone out, like, I went out, God, when did I go out here? Um, I went out to like, a, a, a guy was playing, a DJ was playing, and like, the group of people I knew, knew I didn't drink, right? And they were like, you don't drink? I'm like, no, I don't drink. You sure? No, bruv, I'm good. Like, but seeing me have such a great time on fruit juice, 
I mean, guaranteed the sugar will turn you up, right? Yeah. I think the person I was then with was like, bro, like, you have that much fun and you're not drunk? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I you should do. try it sometime. <laughs> right. So it works both ways. There is there is the level of, like, that person wants to, to be the person that broke you, right? Yeah. Or I found, like, there is that person who's just like, shit, maybe mm, I should try this one time. I don't have to stick to it. I don't have to be a Lamar. I don't have to do this yeah. every time I go out. But it, I, I've, I've, I've personally seen it work both ways. Um, but I'm not. I'm just not here for like. Like, if we study it outside of, outside the realm of of, of drinking or not consuming something which you know you don't consume or want to consume, it ventures off into, you know really bad and harmful territory right Mm. and again bringing it back to like this no means no like in the context of some relationships being or when you're young like entering in relationships with other people being coerced or being peer pressured to do certain things or have this standard of what it should be in a relationship and not I want to say not Forgive me, not not so much not knowing any better, but again, not knowing that a no is still okay. I've had interactions with friends where something's gone where it shouldn't have gone because they felt a need and a pressure and been succumbed to this weight. Like, I have to do this in order to maintain this. And, oh, and that's, what, that's think, what girls do, right? Yeah, and I'm I've, like, yeah. no, yeah, no, that's not what girls do. Um, I and I think, think when you're young, it, ta- it, it takes a lot to, like, figure that out and get comfortable. And yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Completely. It does. And like I said, that's why I link it a lot to maturity and coming into yourself and thinking, like, what, what will you stand for as a person, right? Mm. What, will you, what will you stand for? Like, what are you known as? Like, where do you draw the line with what you engage in and what you don't engage in? Um, but it can work on, on on many levels. But I just think peer pressure is for the birds bruv like I've, I've got little or no time for it to be quite honest me neither i know for me i've always been that way i'll give you an example actually from oh. when um when i was a, a a young youngster bangs um so this would have been when i was about 14 or so um and there were a group of girls who there was probably about eight of us who all hung out together and um there were a couple of girls within that group who were a little more mature than the rest of us right and had started going to nightclubs and things on the weekends. And um, Weekend river. Yeah, at 14. Um, and these were like, these weren't like the junior raves. These were like actual big person clubs that these 14 year olds are going to. Um, and somehow there was a, a conversation about, we're all going to go one weekend. We'll say we're sleeping at so-and-so's house and we're all going to go. So I had kind of, I was like, mm, personally on my own, I was like, oh, I don't know if I really not really interested in doing that, but I kind of got swept up in it, right? And so this thing built to the point where the night before I was having a full-blown panic attack, like in my mm. house, my mother came in and she was like sitting on my bed and was like, well, what's, what's wrong? What's going on? And so I kind of broke down and confessed, like, here's what's happening. I don't really want to go, but I've said I'm going to go and they're just, you know, they're really going to make fun of me if I, if I don't go now because I've said I'm going to do it and I kind of have to do it. And my mum, my dad came in too, and shout out to my parents, because this kind of speaks, this was a real kind of pivotal moment in my life and getting to 
I guess just kind of in terms of peer pressure, in terms of getting to know who I am and what I stand for, this would have been one of those pivotal moments. My parents came in and were like, well, go. Maybe you should go, you know, experience it. And if you don't like it, you can leave. I was like, uh, okay, but I'm like, I'm really nervous and I don't really want to go. And they're like, it's completely up to you. It's comp at 40, they're telling me, that, like, when I think now, obviously I'm not a parent, but if I was, I can't ever imagine saying this to a 14 year old kid. You know what I mean? But my parents Later, were like, Later, my dad has I mean? my 12 year old sister on a lockdown yeah. about giving her the choice to go out. But, yeah, really? But someone, <laughs> um, someone once described my parents' parenting style as they give us enough, enough rope, but they never let us hang ourselves. Very true. And very true. That could not be more true. And this, this is um, case in point right here. So the following night, I went out with my friends. So I went and got ready at my friend's house. There's a bunch of us getting ready. And I can remember this as clear as day. We're getting ready. And the other girls are like, they've got these really low cut tops on with their boobs out. And we're 14, right? We're barely even developed, really. Do you know what I mean? It was just like, and even that, I was mad uncomfortable, like at the fact that I don't want to dress like that. Like, in and, and I, so anyway, we get to this club and it's, awful it's we're 14 we're in a club with grown men mm. around us trying to dance with us grope us perv on us and I was like I was not into it and I went and this is obviously pre-mobile phones this nightclub was clean across the other side of town from my like miles away from where up I live north up miles north. away from where I lived I went out to the lobby to the phone box used my 10 10 pence I called my parents at God knows what time it was and said, I can't do this. Like, you have to come and get me. I have to come home. I can't do it. And my, this, my parents gave me enough rope, never let me hang myself. Yeah. As soon as they got that call, and I swear to God, they were probably waiting up and waiting for it, right? Listen. And they got you that know call. They were. It was like the freaking bat phone. And they were like, yep, on it. 20, 20 minutes later, half an hour later, they were in that car park and like, cool, let's go home. And for me... And listen, nobody ever mentioned it at school. Nobody took the piss out of me or nothing because they realized I stood up for myself in that moment. I wasn't ready for it. I wasn't ready for it. I didn't want to do it. And it's all right if I change my freaking mind and I can do that at whichever point I choose to do it. It was never mentioned. I'm like all that worry about, oh, it's really like, I'll just, they'll mock me forever. No, they didn't. They respected me because I made my own choices. And I've had people, I remember like, this would have been when I was about, 21. I was always that kid in school because I didn't all the way through school. Everybody I know, we went to house parties all the time and everybody was like blind drunk off their faces. And I was always like, no, I'm all right. I don't think I want to do that. I'm cool. I would always be the sober one. And people knew me for that, that no, okay, let's not pressure her. She knows she's not going to do it. And it always made me feel obviously like through school, like a bit, I was kind of in a bit of a popular crew. I was never really picked on all of that, but I was always kind of kept on the outside a little because I couldn't be swayed or easily persuaded into things, right? But then when I was about 21, I ran into a chick who I went to school with, who was one of those people I never really interacted with. And I kind of always thought was one of the bitchy girls who didn't like me too much. Mm -hmm. And she kind of gave me this big speech about how much she respected me at school because I was just myself. And, I, and, and, part, and exactly that, like I wasn't peer pressured into anything. I just stood proud in who I was. And I was like, man, wish you'd have told me that at the time. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's hard being that kid who just is like it standing is. firm it with their own shit. But for me, you know, my parents, that was like, obviously a very teachable moment. I don't know if they were necessarily crafting it as that at the time, but it was a very teachable moment. It taught me a lot. 
And from that point, it made me be like, actually, I can absolutely make my own decisions whenever I want to. You can change your mind whenever you want to, as long, just stand firm in it. If you don't want to do it, you don't have to do it. And I've carried that through my whole life. So I don't, I'm not the person who's going to be easily swayed. But I understand that there are people who can be, but I'm always like, I'm perpetually surprised when it's people who are like older than 25. I'm like, really? Mm. You're still doing that? There's, there's something, there's, there's it makes a few me points sad. there, like, no, I totally hear you. Like, there's a, there's a couple things there from what you spoke about. Like, number one is the experience of it, right? right. So your parents knowing, like, and man, I tell you, my parents can read me like a book front to back twice over. So there's, there's something in like, you know what? We're just going to let her do this. Like, we know what the outcome mm. is, is going to be. You know, and we had a conversation like that before we started recording of I knew that was going to happen tomorrow, but I'm going to let you experience it and then come back and tell me whether it is for you or not. There's I mean, especially again, parent like and I've always said, like, I will never know. 99.9% of the, the shit and anxiety and the thoughts and the worries and the hopes and the fears and the love my parents have for me until I have a child myself. Right. But there's something just like in, we're going to let her do this. And then we're going to see where this comes. So you've experienced it for yourself and you can say yay or nay or whether you like it, right? I think my parents somewhat do that with me a bit. There's a flip side of that when it comes to parents in that, you know, we're talking about peer pressure. There's a lot of internal peer pressure from families that kind of seep into you and your day-to-day. And in you, in, in, in kind of, molding you to be the person they want you to be rather than the person you are mm-hmm. you know absolutely I've seen that happen I've kind of lived through that no shade to my folks um but I've kind of lived through that where it was like Lamar you want you to be a barrister mum I don't want to be a barrister you should do that I don't mum I, I, I don't want to do that like that's that's clearly not for me and I think of some situations where I've got myself in where I just didn't kick my own brain in enough because I'm living again. And we, we've spoken about this, about this societal expectation or this element of peer pressure. And I think with parents is they never want you to fail. They always want you to do good. Right. Mm. But there's elements of that, which is just another type of peer pressure, which doesn't allow your, 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 your daughter, your son to have the freedom of rain to like figure the shit out on their by themselves yeah exactly right? I always wonder so, like people who are like oh my you know my parents really want me to be a, a doctor or they really want me to be a lawyer I'm like, you well, be? well like, that's, that's nice for your parents maybe they should go to med school like let them go ahead and do that they want to go ahead and do it do you know what I mean I don't understand it but like and, 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 and you as a person you have to be strong enough to be like actually nah mum that's not for me I don't want to do it like stand firm in your own choices or go ahead and be a doctor and be miserable me. for your whole life oh my god are we getting rap lyrics in <laughs> <sighs> it was inevitable it was inevitable it was gonna happen yeah we're 34 well, minutes I'm in gonna, i'm not gonna say any more lyrics then that's not me but yeah that's not me <laughs> it's not right I... <laughs> moving on the other thing i wanted to say there's something about which you raised about like people's opinions what will these girls think of me um i'm gonna do a little bit of mic drop here here's my bar of the day um I like this one. In terms of what other people's opinions and what you can do with them, like people will be like, oh, go stuff your opinions. But I think this is a much better clapback. So it goes, I used to care what people thought about me until one day I tried to pay my bills with their opinions. Mm. 
Tell him again, please. Rewind, pull it up, selector. Lamar's coming in with the, the words them again. So I used to care what people thought about me until one day I tried to pay my bills with their opinions. People think about that, please. Please just think on that because that's the ultimate mic drop right there. Because people really do give a shit about other people's opinions. And I'm like, but you ain't, you can't pay no bills with that. So. Can't do diddly squat with it, mate. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, you can't, you can't. Like, I remember telling that to a friend the other day. Like, you can't do anything with that mode of thought. Yeah. Now, it's a whole nother conversation about how much people's opinions will influence you. But real talk, the ones that are applying peer pressure or the ones that are leading you to a place you don't want to go, you can't do nothing with them thoughts. They're just thoughts. You can't pay your bills. You can't feed yourself. You can't do nothing with them. So just leave them where they are. And the last thing I wanted to touch on, I probably, you know, from what you said, was something. there's something about being your own person. Like, really standing on your own too or just knowing who you are and how you're coming into yourself and I think that's where a lot of the pushback is you know that your friend had said I just want to say you know always remember you for that and respect you for that because you were your own you knew who you were age Mm. 14 then age 20 then age 25 you've known that in yourself and I like my thing here is it's actually like it's a shout out like don't be afraid to be yourself more Completely. I think part of it, maybe part of what, well, all of it really, people who succumb to peer pressure is because they don't really have a sense of self yet. So they're trying to kind of appease the people who are pressuring them and to try and fit in with that group and try and, I think part of it is just they're trying to, this is them being on their path of trying to figure out who they are, right? But, you know, you got at some point you just got to figure that shit out by yourself. You know, you can't, you you can't always you be... Do depending on other people, nobody else is going to figure it out for you. You just got to have a little come to Jesus moment yourself and figure it out, you know, (laughs) just because I don't want you to end up like smoking crack down some alley. That's where this is all going. Let's be real. You know, I don't want that for you. I don't want you to be like bubbles from the wire. Just, you know, and then as my mum would be like, and then where does it amount to dust? I was like, what do you mean dust? Dust is death. I was like, all right, mum, stop being so drastic. But yeah, shit Mama's does got have point, consequences. Got shit, point. Does, shit does have consequences. But yeah, like standing firm in your own decisions. And I'm not like, man, let me tell you something. Like, I'm not saying I am preaching the good gospel. I'm not saying there's never going to be a moment where I don't think mm, uh, someone, you know, do I want to do that? Do I not want to do that? Because someone said it. But it's 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 it shows great maturity and formidable character if you start to think like, what the fuck do I stand for? What will I tolerate? What will I not tolerate? Like, who cannot move me from this point, right? I am right here. You know, I've put my line in the sand. Like, I will not be moved. People will ultimately, they've got no choice but to fucking respect you for it. And if they don't, like, they're not your people. And also, like, the level of respect that you end up having for yourself once right. you make that choice. Because, listen, if you're making your life decisions based off what other people want you to do and then that shit goes tits up, you're kicking yourself because you let someone else basically make that decision for you by proxy because you just went along with it. If mm-hmm. you, for, for me, decisions I make with my life, good, bad, or ugly, I can either be, I, it lies with me. 
So it's all can, you. I'm, it's all me. I'm pointing at you because I know it's, yeah. it's all It's all me. You. So I can and either praise myself when I do good. If it goes wrong, I can be like, well, it went wrong, but I made that decision. It's on me. I take responsibility for it. And that's another thing. People just try, you know, I think peer pressure allows people to avoid taking responsibility for their own shit. Again, that comes down to insecurity. But, you know, oh, so-and-so made, so -so made me do it is not <laughs> the, the accurate defense. I One think the last time I used that bar, age. I was probably about five years old. In yeah, a please. Program. Like, come on. But there's people who, like, listen, grown people use that excuse in court. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, when they've committed crimes, oh, Mike made me do it. Did he? Did Mike make you do it? <laughs> Meanwhile, sake. Mike is sitting in the stands like, you know don't I mean? point at me, bro. I don't even know that dude. I don't even know him. I never even met him before in my life. Like, you know what? Yeah, choices aren't easy. Mm. Choices aren't easy. Like, I'm not not saying that. Like, shit is hard. And we kind of, I remember back to, like, we were talking about friendship and, like, who you ask for advice and stuff and, and whatnot. And it, it kind of connects. But ultimately, like, that's, that's on your head, be it. Like, that's what you have to live with. Um, and, again, just the confidence in that, you know? Yeah. Like, choices aren't easy. It, it's all on you. Respect yourself mm. um, for things that you want to and not want to do. Um, but don't be that person who's just like trying to goad someone into clearly something they don't want to do. It works on so many levels. It's like I'm sitting here like, raw. where, what's the limit of peer pressure? Like, is it you're in the courtroom and you're like, well, pfft. it's cracked down the dark alley, Lamar. I just told you. <laughs> That's the limit right there. That's what happens. All roads lead to crack in dark alleys. Um, <laughs> so, let me stop being a fool. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's blatantly the new tagline for this show. Oh God! <laughs> I think there's like a special censorship warning for shit like that on iTunes. But actually, you I know? just wanted to say I just had a little another little brainwave. I think Go. part of why people succumb to peer pressure is they think, "Oh, this person's going to respect me more mm -hmm. if I do what they want me to do." But no, they won't because you've just proven yourself to be a weak person. Yeah. You've just proven to them that they can mold you and fuck around with your feelings and like just play with you and mind fuck you. And so you're not winning at the end of it. It's not appeasing any kind of situation to go ahead with that peer pressure. Do you know what I'm saying? It's just interesting as well, because like knowing that that person that does that actually doesn't have your best interests at heart. We've established that, but it's your joke to them. Like I right. swear. And I've, Cool. Something happened this week. So another thing about Lamara, Lamara doesn't eat meat anymore since uh, since the beginning of the year. Um, I've been trying to be a vegetarian, I'm doing quite well actually. Pat myself on the back because I love all the chicken. But I was out at a group lunch this week, and in a really nice restaurant. I've been there before, and they have these amazing, amazing lamb chops, which I could wax lyrical on for time. So I was like, oh, Lamar, I eat them. I was like, no, you know I don't eat meat. Oh, go on. I was like, no, like, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Come on, mm, yum, yum, yum. Like, all eating them in my ear and my face and all that shit. Like, that's so rude. That's, that's so rude. rude. I'm, like, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I was like, I'm actually here for your entertainment. Like, mm. I'm actually, you don't, you don't give a shit. Like, and me doing that, what do you, you get a kick out of it, clearly. But I'm here for you to goad me as your little piece of entertainment. Like, and this is what I said, like, it could work on the most 
macro of levels, guys, where people say yes to things that they shouldn't say yes to because they've been coerced and they've ended up feeling bad about themselves and it's had consequences. Cracking a small dark alley. Cracking a dark dark alley and beyond. All to the most micro of things, right? And, like, that's why I'm using the meat example. Like, it's a spectrum. It's It's a huge spectrum. But it, the the point remains. The implications like, are the same on every level, though. I think. Do right. you know what I mean? It all comes down to kind of respect and kind of goading people, and it's testing someone's limits. You know what I mean? It's testing someone's limits of like, oh, are they sure of who they are as a person? Can I yeah. fuck with them? Can and I fuck know, with them a little? Right. And you know why? Like, I know what it's like. That like prime example. My best friend. Like, real talk. We had a moment where we were in Paris. She doesn't, she doesn't do sugar, like, religiously. <laughs> Side note, hang around with me to take out all the joys of life, of alcohol, meat, and sugar. People, I'm here for it. You're a fun uh, time. You know that. Um, I got bear jokes and giggles. But she's, she's not one for sugar. I remember being, like, we were ordering something. I was like, go on, have that. She was like, no, Lamar. I was like, go on, bruv, have that. I was like, she was like, no, Lamar. Kept on going to her, turned around, I was like, look, Lamar. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> She's like, because why are you being so insistent? If I said no once, I mean no. Exactly. And I've like, I've seen it. I've seen the flip on it, yeah? So like, don't be that person. Yeah. Don't don't let your best friend bait you out in the middle of a Parisian restaurant for like being a little bit of a dickhead. Like, don't be that person. Mm. But it works on both levels. Like, have respect for your your friends and the people that you know that say no to things. You don't have to know the full reason behind it, but just be like, do you know what? That's you? Cool. Don't be the dickhead who's going to go to someone and make them do something that they end up regretting or having to clap back on you and it be a whole other issue. Like, people's choices are their choices. Yeah. You know? Yeah, completely. And I hope that... So the the tweet that kicks this whole conversation off, to that girl, I hope you did go to the gym. And I hope Me you too. I hope you deadlifted a PB. And I hope you did some great cardio and had yourself a great time. And I bet all the people who went to the pub just got drunk and, like, you know, contemplated wasting their own lives some more. And then ended up down the dark alley doing what bangs? Smoking crack. That's where it all goes, <laughs> friends. That's where it all goes. Let's be real. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there you go. Peer pressure. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't, don't don't do it and don't succumb to it. Yes. Yeah. Be your own person. Stand firm in your yeah. decisions. Yeah. There's goodness in that, man. There's goodness in that. If, even if no one pats you on the brass clock back for it, like look yourself in the mirror the next day and be like, do you know what? I made that decision on my own. It's all part of growing up. I, I honestly see it as that. And we've talked about it on, on, on different levels. Like, yeah. This was a decision that I made. I'm living with it. I'm happy with it. I didn't follow anyone else's route. And I got here to the clarity or the decision or just being proud of myself, looking in the mirror like, yes. Completely. I completely agree. And if I could get away with saying the word rathclart, I would completely just echo (laughs) all of that. Which I can't, can't get away with it. I mean, as much as I like to argue that Irish people are white Jamaicans, it's just today's not my day. shout out to like another legendary movie called the commitments and what's the bar the blacks are the irish of europe or something like or or other way around i've probably butchered it but that's a big bad boy movie i'm glad you know you can't say that i really can't say that because when my mum listens back to this she all the text messages are going to come through with she'll smack you directly from london like that's just one big old transatlantic right there um 
yeah, I think that, that's well. I think to... we've uh, I think we've put peer pressure to rights. There you go. Um, so yeah, where can people find you online? Oh yeah, sorry. Look at me just getting ahead of myself. My bad. Slow your roll. Let me watch me forget how this show works. Okay. What are we doing? Come back. Come back. What are we doing? Go ahead. Sorry, my bad. Can can we give the people some words of wisdom to live? Sure. Let's do that. Let's. You go first. Oh, you know, I would do that. Gone. Bye. If. I don't really have any this week, so you go ahead and just, you know. Is that two weeks in a this row? Is two weeks in a row. This is so bad. In my defense, I had, I was like, I've just been doing Pilates all week. But you actually, actually, let me just say this. Here's my words of wisdom. So basically, uh, for those of you tuning in, if you follow me on social media, you'll be aware of this uh, saga of life that I've been living through. Your life. Um, so I'm, I've been studying to become a Pilates instructor. A couple of days ago, I had my final. Um, practical assessment for said Pilates qualification and I passed it but the assessor was really on the fence about passing me right over like what I, I was going to say over a bullshit point but I can't even really say that because she's the assessor she knows more than me um but over over a point that I would not have thought would be a pass or fail issue let's just say that but my plan when I went in the day before, I was very like, oh, man, I need to practice this thing. And I was really just making myself really anxious. And I just kind of at a certain point in the day, the day before, I let it all go and was like, you know what? I'm just going to go in there and be who I am. So I went in there. I wore some crazy leggings. I was, you know, my usual self, which is the way I deal with everything is to just kind of be humorous and have yep. myself a bit of a time and, you know, taught a little bit of Pilates on the side. It was basically a one woman <laughs> comedy show with a little Pilates thrown in. Um, and what the, and the assessor basically said to me she was like look i was really on the fence about passing you on this because of this point however mm. i really like you and you're funny and i think you're a really good instructor and mm. so i'm passing you because of that so what i took away from that was that basically firstly i made the right choice in like not stressing out about it yep. and doubly in just going in there with the mantra of like just be you be who you are unapologetically in every situation you are in like that was a really stuffy exam situation but it didn't stop me from busting a joke because that's who I am you know what I mean so I think that those are my words to live by this week just be who you are in any situation and feel no shame for it like I would rather if I'd have failed I'd rather fail being who I am than pass on some kind of bullshit that's not me I slightly hate you right now oh thanks <laughs> thanks love you, you know too. why you know why only because, yeah. All right. No oh, one no. Have I just trampled all over your words to live by? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That was, no. That Banks was so on like, the fly. I'm sorry. like, man's got nothing to say. <laughs> Actually, like, it's real quote. Actually. End on a really good point. I just mm, got Don't this. give a shit about the goodness Lamar is just about to spread. Anyway, people. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, ahead. yeah, Banks. Anyway, small applause. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah, yeah, Go ahead. What Go he ahead. Said. But my thing was, my my words of wisdom was, do you, boo-boo? Like, oh, which I'm going to, because you know I'm totally down for calling everybody boo-boo now that I've been doing it all week, because I know that Leonardo DiCaprio says it, so I'm all over like, it. Tonight, do you, boo-boo? No, my words, my words of wisdom are, do you, boo-boo? Like, less yes. of the peer pressure, less of the stress, less of the trying to live your life to other people's expectations. Just do you, man. Like, because at the, at the end of the day... Side note, hang on, let me just... Go on. You do realise that 
Do You Boo Boo is officially the title of this podcast now, right? This episode. <laughs> that's, I was yeah. going for That's Not Me, but we can we can definitely do Do You Boo Boo. Do You do Boo Boo is this yeah. title. Like, you know, just do you. Like, live with your own choices. Like, it's all good. It's all good. So that, that, would, be, that would be my words, which you jacked. Which I clearly just trampled all over. I'm sorry. What are you like? Listen, I when I get inspired to spit a quick 16, you know what I'm saying, Lamara? I just got to do it. I will release a gram track before the end of the year, but that's oh another. That I'm just going to speak that into existence. Oh my God. I just want to. Anyway, Please next do. next issue. Right. Yes. Anyway, before we divulge in and go somewhere, this conversation doesn't need to <laughs> need to be. Not uh, smoking crack down a dark alley. It's not going ever. Ever. Let life. that be key takeaway, people. Yeah. Um, you can find us in places. So listen, if you listen. <laughs> If you've been listening, week upon week, I've been like the bad parent who says they're going to do something for their child and never does it and tries to skirt mm-hmm. out the conversation and be like, mm-hmm. we're doing this weekend, this weekend, mum? Yeah, yeah, and never bloody does it. But we now officially have a website. Woo! Um, I would love everyone, like, if, I mean, oh, hold on, peel back that woo and bring the balloon back before you let it out it's just a simple website but what is on it um is the links to our soundcloud our twitter there's a button you can email us um at and send in questions the the address is nobsguidetolife.com www.nobsguidetolife.com people engage with us we keep on saying it's like we're human i hope you feel you can at me we exist on twitter under the same handle no bs guide to life we got the email address no bs guide to life at gmail.com now we got the website it's all there god Holla damn apps. people we are clearly webbed up now officially i'm, officially I'm pitching up. i'm pitching like at us you can find me personally actually at lemel underscore p um if you don't want to use uh the, the the show twitter but yeah get in contact with me like do random acts of kindness um and all that good stuff where can people find you at bangs in a bun on all of the social media things. Yes. And website, bangsinabun.com. Awesome. Um, so, yeah, get in touch with us, people. Let us know what you want us to um, talk about and dissect and all of that and make some jokes about. Please inform us what you would like to hear about and we will surely chat about it at some point. Yeah. Until next week. Until next week, people. We'll see you. Have a great one. Smile at strangers. Spread good vibes. Always. Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.